When trying to describe a film, a series, a book, we always give the main characteristics, the things that are more prominent from, from the show to make it attractive, to get the other person to watch it, to read it as well. And this is not different from Stranger Things. For Stranger Things, I've thought of four elements that I think are basic to describe it at a superficial level. The first aspect is that it's set in America in the 80s, in Hawkins to be more precise. Is a mixture of science fiction and cosmic horror. We'll have to think here, why am I saying cosmic horror in a little bit? It's about teenagers and kids helping each other to fight against monsters, but it's also about the adults becoming the kids' allies in the series. But what about the elements that are more relevant or that once we get into this show are really the ones that move the show and make it what it is? This is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk about five gothic elements that you will find in Stranger Things and that will give a lot of explanations. Uh, it will explain a lot of the things that go on in the series, but also uh, are very good references for um, what is the gothic, to define the gothic mode and gothic literature. And um, obviously we're going to do this today through this section of You Are Gothic But You Don't Know It called The Gothic Breakrooms. And so here we go today. I want you to get your pen, your paper, get comfortable because there's a lot of important information here. Beware of the spoilers, but you're gonna, I hope I'm gonna blow your mind with some new points of view and how to connect this with the Gothic. So there we go. Welcome to episode 15 of uh, Gothic Rec Rooms from You Are Gothic But You Don't Know It in Alice in Gothic Land. I'm Alice and this is a space where we talk about all the dark sides of our brains, <laughs> of the gothic literature, the gothic mode, and I help you figure out more why do you like this kind of thing and what you can learn from it and how it's going to help you move on in whatever it is that you do in your life. But before we go into the five elements uh, that I think are very relevant in Stranger Things, I will explain a lot of the things that happen in the, sh in the series and is a very good example of the Gothic. Uh, I want you to know about my monthly magazine. This is why I'm making less videos. I'm spending a lot of time creating this magazine for you every month. You are Gothic, but you don't know it. July issue number two is a magazine created for people like you that are looking for inspiration to know more about the gothic, the origins, the evolution. But if you're a writer, if you're a reader, if you're a researcher, you can also find a lot of inspiration there and even writing tips, organizational tips. So it's a little bit of everything. In this month, you're going to see uh, a lot about uh, Stranger Things. Uh, the main elements, the main gothic elements that we're going to talk about today, you're going to see them more developed in the magazine. But also I'm going to be talking, I talked there, sorry, about the upside down. So um, as well as other things and myths and all the 
gothic aspects that you should uh, take into account or even just to refresh your knowledge about the gothic. So here we are, the five gothic elements that I'm going to talk about today and from there you're going to see that there are sub um, subcategories uh, is the following, are the following locations, natural elements, the other, portals and gates and traditional tropes and motifs. For locations, we well, I've divided the locations in different spaces, so then you can see why sometimes they can become the outside and the inside can be the same or they cohabit. And there are a lot of gothic elements, there are a lot of boundaries, there are frontiers. So, on the one hand, we have the indoors, which will be all those spaces like the house, the lab, the prison, um, the school inside the school. Then we have the outdoors, which would be outside the house, outside the prison, uh, the woods, um, patios, gardens, uh, you know, there are a lot of all the uh, outside world. Even though everything happens in Hawkins and Hawkins is like this closed environment, uh, we don't see the, the characters going outside, even though at some point some of them travel and they, they come back. Then for location we also have the mental space that we can see in the third picture where we have 11 in the void in this mental space that is a space that only her and others like her can actually access which is a very important aspect. Then we have the upside down which we still don't know the upside down is the world of the dead if it's another dimension there are many theories here I will tell you mine and um, you are going to find a lot of other theories online um, in, in other channels. As I mentioned in previous videos, it is very important the appearance or the presence of the natural elements. And we were talking about this when I was telling you about the Celtic Wheel of, of Time and we were talking about how nature and, and these natural elements have played a big role already in our ancestry, in our Celtic traditions, but well, in all the traditions too. This is kind of general in all humanity cultures. Uh, cultures worldwide. So what we have here is on the one hand we have fire, that if you remember when we talked about fire we talked about destruction but at the same time we were talking about fire as this reincarnation, this uh, phoenix, uh, this phoenix bird, yeah, this, this idea of um, reincarnation, of destroying to rebuild again. So also think about the color and how it is in, contra in, in opposition with water, which is the following picture that we have here of 11, when she's trying to communicate, she's trying to connect in this kind of through water, how water is important here, not just to be in opposition with fire, but also as a conductor, something to communicate, which is something that doesn't appear only here, it's something that we already see in Constantine, for example, by the way, they're gonna make part two, so very soon I will be talking about Constantine as well, because it's one of my favorite films. So you can see that also the color, red, blue, that again <clears throat> impersonates heaven, hell. So in our Christian cosmology, this is very, very important. Look at the light. The meaning of light, uh, light again in the opposition of, in opposition with darkness, uh, with this other world that we don't know about. But light as it is displayed on season one, is also very gothic because we have a witchy board, some kind of witchy board on the wall 
and the light is what represents this clarity it means a solution it means finding the child Joyce's child in this case and it also means this contacting with the other world so that's why I think one of my theories is that I am not sure if the upside down is actually the world of the dead which is something that already exists since Mesopotamic times uh, and we can say that uh, but also it could mean that it's a way of connecting with another parallel world of another dimension. Okay, so there are different theories here. The trees. We always go back to the trees as well. Look, here we have that in the series, the tree is this kind of portal as we're going to see now. So it plays a huge role throughout the series. First, because we have the Hawkins at some point, it has its woods. So people go there to investigate when people get lost, uh, you know, in the States, there are a lot of spaces with a lot of road, motorway, and then we have a lot of woods. So it's very relevant. So there's a lot of information here about maybe American fears. I haven't mentioned that in the Spanish video, but that could be another theory. Remember that horror, uh, anything, any artistic representation of um, what we think uh, is our reality or even the fictional reality always has elements of fears from the modern times from the person creating it. And in this case, we have a lot of information from the history and the past of the Duffer brothers. Okay, let's talk now about the other. So the other has different shapes. The first one, the most obvious one is the cosmic monster, this, this mind flyer that we have in the first picture. And look at it, it looks like a spider. It looks like one of those creatures that we've seen like an alien. So that's what makes us think and makes us make this connection with the cosmic horror of Lovecraft, for example, uh, which is something that I haven't invented. It's something that uh, I've already seen. It's already been written about. There are articles about it. So it's very important to see how this author, this monster, we need that kind of monster because it's different from us. It's easily targeted. It's the kind of 80s monster that we could see in the past and we could fight it and we could kill it and destroy it and that's it. But in this case, this cosmic monster we're going to see, I think, in the future, it has a lot more than meets the eye. Then we have the human monster, and here's where we have things getting a little bit complex, because the human monster can be uh, this other. Everything that is different from the majority, it's another. Historically, very clear, the Russians, that's the other. And in the times we're living in, even more so. So we've always had this dichotomy or this confrontation between Americans, the Russians and the rest of the world. And then we have other, other cultures there. But this is actually based uh, on a video that I saw the other day as well. It's based on um, real investigation on telekinesis uh, in the 50s. So I'm not going to go into the scientific side of things because my purpose is to talk about the gothic elements, but bear that in mind because it's, it's very, very important. And again, the psychological side of things comes into it. So the human monster as the other, the other from another culture, another country, someone from a different village even, someone that, you know, we even have gangs. I have not mentioned that in the Spanish video either, but we have different types of groups within the groups. So everything that it means is contraposition or this opposition of things that are not quite like me, that are different from me. But then we also have man-made creations like we'll see in the lab. So man-made creations, we have these rat labs that is very clear that comes from um, 
these how can we say that um this necessity that some scientists have of having all the power we like frankenstein to have the control it with frankenstein we had the control of the body in uh, in in supernatural in, in stranger things we have the power of controlling the mind and of this frankensteining the mind in in this creature in these human beings that are special we don't know why they're special you don't we don't know yet if they are born with these abilities or if they've been developing them or if it's because through drugs so something that is still there are a few theories there and but i don't think it's quite as clear as, as some may may think but again these mad scientists always has existed and somehow it gets tangled with these passions to be to be playing god it gets tangled with um politics with military interest again it's another way of controlling the other so again when we have the other we always have this confrontation we have a manipulation we always have this thanatos instinct that freud talked about about destruction destroying each other this also leads me to possessions again possessions come from the mind flyer so the possession we have billy but we also have will when he was possessed his body was um this spy was used as this carcass as this as this um vessel to spy on the humans so if you think about this other again that we don't know if it's being constructed and built up in a lab or it's just being contacting um these military people through through telekinesis we still don't know how it gets they all get there um but somehow you know we're thinking about the uh, the why the why and keep asking questions how far back can we go uh, but what is important is that when we possess a body there's nothing more scary and more gothic than scary or gothic than than a body being possessed because it's what we recognize as being like us and yet this person is not the same also is what happens with anything and it's making me think about the fact of um what happens to a person one gets a virus and i'm thinking of lyme disease for example when you get lyme disease uh, this bacteria goes inside your system your immune system and it can make you uh, cognitively dysfunctional it can bring all sorts of other illnesses it disimbalances all your immune system so can you imagine living with an illness that actually takes over your body and is invisible for the others and they don't understand and they can't help you this is a little bit what's happening here when the mind flyer uh, possesses these other two bodies and how people react to this is a very interesting uh, interesting aspect to bear in mind too let's move on now to gates and portals or portals and gates and what we see here are some of the elements that we had before from the outdoors the indoors the nature now we're getting all these previous elements mixed up here so the house the house super important the house in stranger things is very important not just because of henry's house being the place where everything is going to change life and death and uh, take place uh, this change but also it's a place where is in Heimlich is where I am secure but at the same time it's strange it becomes strange to me and it becomes this portal to the other world but it's also a place where 
Reichner will have to come back to because it's like his birthplace. So like any traumatized child, you have to go back to mom and dad for reassurance, but maybe you need to move away from them. And we have this type of house and we have other houses that are more like the protective houses that get invaded by the other again. So the families, uh, people moving constantly uh, houses and things happening inside the houses. This is very important because they serve as portals. And in the upside down world, we can see the comfort zone of a child or, or one of the teenagers when they recognize their bedroom and their room and their things on in the other side. Uh, again, we see that this has been, again, like a portal to the other world. And there are different elements there that I'm not going to use now and I'm not going to stand like mirrors and etc, etc, music, etc, etc, that are also very relevant for the series and that make up all these gothic elements and all these gothic characteristics. Again, we have the trees. Trees. We can see here Nancy getting out the tree because trees, uh, for some reason, the roots, if you think of Vegna and his tentacles, are they tentacles? Are they roots? Is it like a tree? Uh, we see how the clock gets stuck in the tree sometimes, but also on the wall. We can see that people get stuck in the tree and almost like the tree has this other life. The tree sucks in the person. It's like this other portal. It's rooted on the earth, it's rooted on what we know. But imagine, remember when I talked to you um, about the tree and its importance in another video and how important that was for Tolkien or for Tim Burton or even for M M Mary Shelley. And it's this element of nature that it always fascinates us because it's so much like us. Then we have water. Water as a transmitter, water as um, an element that can help us move from one space to another. And here what we have is um, in the first episode, one of the first, yeah, it's the first season, uh, we have uh, one of the characters that disappears, I forgot her name now, that disappears uh, from the beginning and actually what opens the portal is the fact that she was sat down next to the swimming pool touching the water with her feet and her hand was bleeding so then that created uh, opening this portal and the Demogorgon could access and take it away and, and you know the rest of you seen it then we have the cracks on the wall so important the cracks on the wall walls, ceiling, roofs, everywhere, anything that is man-made. Why are these important? For me, the cracks mean also, or the cracks of the building also mean the cracks of a failed society. It means all the places, all the corners that uh, things can get through, our, our fears, our worries, our shadows can come through these cracks and it's very interesting how metaphorically they represent what goes in our heads and it represents that everything that we build as a human beings, as a societies, it crumbles, it's not fixed, it can change, it's not even immortal, even if it's an object, still are not immortal, our structures, yeah, you see where I'm going. So the next um, and last um, element, the Gothic element, are the traditional tropes and motifs. Why is this important? This is important because we can see now, yes, specific elements. We've gone from like the biggest structure to the most detailed information. And we have here the importance of doors, for example. So for doors, we have Henry's door because it, is, it appears all over the place. 
uh, is super relevant because you open the door and you go into a different realm. You can, uh, it's a new life in this aspect, in this sense, it's like a new life. You don't know what's on the other side. You don't know if it's going to be successful, if it's not going to be successful. Mm, this is not the only door. Every door, like we have the doors of the lab, there are different portals to different spaces uh, where we're going to be creating trauma, where we're getting learning, where we things happen uh, in closed doors. So those are super important. And this one specific is very, very important, as you will see, or as you, you probably notice if you've seen the series. The clock. The clock, again, what do we have here? We have the passing of time. Remember when we talked about the Celtic Wheel of Time. Well, I refer you to that video again. Very important, the passing of time. This is key because precisely Henry wants to break the cycle of time. He wants to break the routine. He wants to break. He's like this ghost that is trapped in time. He doesn't want to be trapped in time. So for him, freedom is to break that and become what he becomes and start his own journey down that road. So he embraces his shadow, but he embraces it by, from a destructive point of view, from this Thanatos journey that he does, because he doesn't want to be born, work, eat, uh, go to bed, and then start all over again, and then die. He doesn't want that, and in a way, it's an ex existential crisis that he's got as a child, that is already a child with a broken family. We don't know. That's something that we're going to learn later on, I hope. Because what we know that about Henry, he says his family wasn't as nice as it seemed, right? So we have here some kind of trauma that turns our character or this character into, even we could talk about schizophrenia, right? But I talk about, uh, more about this in the, in the magazine, as I said before. But imagine, or think about it, going back to the picture, the clock again, creates these cracks on the wall. This is what Henry has done. He's managed to crack the system somehow, and he's managing to break, to unite. Again, it's like this veil. He's managing to break the, the divide between our world and this other world that we still don't know what it is. But also look at the colors on the wall, but the clock can appear also uh, on the trees, as I said before. So again, going back to nature, can you see all the symbology behind? It's very, very rich. We have spiders. Spiders very important as elements, animals that we, insects that we don't like. In general, people dislike spiders because we fear them. And Steve, we have Steve here picking one of the jars and wondering what the hell is this? And also because the mind flyer has this shape, is a spider, maybe made up of all our anger, our fears, our phobias. We don't know what it's made of. Probably it's this cosmic, maybe it's like a bean that's been collecting all our trauma, traumas. I don't know. But it could be, anything could be from the mind's, uh, writer's mind, anything is possible. But look at the importance of spiders as one of these gothic elements that goes back in time. The same goes with bats. The same goes for bats. Imagine the bat. What does it remind you of? Exactly. It reminds you of Dracula. Uh, the bat has not this nice, cuddly thing that we see now on Facebook videos that you can feed it bananas. But this bat that uh, throughout a lot of years has created anxieties regarding um, if he had infections, if he had um, 
if it's an animal that is vermin, that sucks blood, that, you know, there's a lot of things there in the image of the bat. So having these these demo bats, that we they call them in the series, uh, it's very important also because they fly and animals that fly create these um, anxieties, a little bit like uh, the film of the, the birds, right? So you see, we have a combination of elements that say a lot about the, the period of time where this is set, but also uh, what has influenced the Dufour brothers and their own, probably their own traumas. And they say that in some videos, they wanted to portray their own experiences at that time of their lives when they were teenagers and what going to um, college and this transition from childhood to teenagehood meant for them. And this is something that they, they don't say in these words, but they say something on the lines, at least for season four. Um, the importance of the cemetery, Cemetery is super important because in the Gothic tradition, you know, ghosts, monsters, things like that appear. Zombies uh, always have a home in the cemeteries. But also in this case, um, what we have is a character that needs uh, closure because she's lost a brother, she's lost uh, uh, Billy, and she hasn't done, she's still grieving her brother. Um, she's still uh, trying to come to terms with what happened. She, she needs forgiveness. So this will be her weak side. And this is at the point where Vecna is going to try to get her as well, to open another portal because he fits through all these traumas. And then we have the what is in the Gothic tradition, the blood curse and descendants. And this is quite complex because uh, a blood curse could come from the family inherited family, like we would have here, uh, in a way, we don't know the history, Henry's history 100%, but there's something more than meets the eye there. And, but I'm thinking more on the lines of his own descendancy. So Henry was used in the lab as um, to be a student because of his abilities, but he had already opened portals. He had already opened the portal uh, to be, to connect with um, the Mind Flyer. But from him, we have that there are experiments, and these experiments have been transferred in the bodies of other characters, like Eleven. For some reason, Eleven is closest to Henry. So that makes me think that uh, scientifically, biologically, there's a strong connection that we don't know about yet. Not as much as with the others, but she's different because of probably the way she was made. And also think that we don't know up to what point there's been drugs, there's been the manipulation, how much genetics is that involved? Is she like his real daughter? But at the same time, he wants her like his partner in crime? Or maybe also, if you think about it, and this is, there's no doubt, that at the same time that she's been created from him, she makes him the monster that he becomes. And that's what he says. No, I am not like this because of Dr. Brennan. You made me the monster. So spoilers all over the place. So what we have here uh, to wrap up now is a lot of gothic elements that probably the Duffer brothers were not thinking about because their influence is all from the 80s. Uh, 80s music, 80s uh, horror films. They mentioned this all over the place. But obviously what they are showing is what they had inherited uh, since the origin of the Gothic and horror and 
going back in time obviously it's all an evolution of something else before we go i want you to tell me after you've seen all this i want you to tell me what are the gothic elements can you see in stranger things so you can either write your comments down here in in the video on the video if you are listening on the, on the podcast then you can write to me in alicegothicland at gmail.com I'd be really glad to know your comments because that creates conversation and it creates uh, more videos. But I'm going to leave it here today. So if you would like to know more, yes, if you are curious and you are interested and you think this is fascinating and you are willing to learn more about this, then I invite you to go to my magazine where I explain everything in a lot of detail. As you can see here, there are many pages, it's about 10 pages uh, talking about the Gothic elements of in Stranger Things, all of these elements well elaborated with quotes, with research, with video commentaries, with a little bit of everything. And not just that, but there's also an article that talks about the upside down in case you are interested. And uh, that's it, my friends. If you've liked the video um, and you think this has been interesting, useful, and you've learned tons of things, Please like, uh, click the bell, subscribe, share, tell your friends. And I hope you've liked it because there's more coming this way. Next, be the next video I will talk about the shadow. I'm going to be uh, doing a book review that I don't normally do. But it's again, it's connected to what we see here with the Stranger Things. And it's connected to the journey that we are doing in the Gothic space, in this Gothic space, in Alice in Gothic Land. So. I hope you've liked it and you've enjoyed it. See you very soon. And until then, be very gothic, my friends. So take care. Bye.